Welcome to Green Beans. This is a show where two boys dressed in green sit on beans and chat about life. This is our very first episode today, so you have me, your host, Jared, and my co-host with me. Ethan. Yes, we are two brothers, and uh, yeah, this is going to be our podcast here. Uh, We're both sitting on bean bags and wearing green t-shirts, hence the name Green Beans. Yes, very creative. Yeah. So, this podcast, we are going to just have a chat about life every week and tell stories, share our experiences. It's going to be something new and different every week. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited to get into this, so I hope you are too. Yeah, it's going to be a fun experience. So, today for our very first episode, uh, we're going to talk about our experiences going to school during the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, so Jared is still in high school and I'm in college. So we're, we had two very different experiences uh, during the pandemic. So we both get to share kind of what it was like for us. Yeah, so in March of 2020, uh, I was a freshman in high school and Ethan at the same school was a senior. So every when everything with COVID hit in March of 2020, that is when uh, our school, you know, went to fully remote for the last quarter of the school year. How, yeah, how was that for you, losing your last quarter of your senior year? I do not remember my last day of high school. It was just some random day. I don't remember. Yeah, at yeah. Because originally they told they just told us that we were going to be taking a two week break from school. It, it's been a long two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely so. been a long two weeks. Um, yeah. So originally uh, we thought we were just going to be out of school for a couple weeks, and then at the end of those two weeks, they extended it to maybe a little bit longer, and then eventually the governor, where we live here in Vermont, and the governor of Vermont uh, announced that. He was shutting down school for the rest of the year, all in-person school. And I remember I was super surprised by that and taken aback. I was like, that seems way too early to make that call. This seems crazy. But, you know, I guess pretty soon after that, it really showed that that was the right decision with how bad everything got. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember uh, a lot of my teachers were like, oh, when we get back after the two weeks, like, you can, like, retake tests or, like... Like, fix mistakes on assignments, because our school did that a lot. And then we just never went back, and and I'm still waiting to retake my tests. (laughs) Yeah, I never got to retake that math test. Uh, Oh, well. Yeah, and then that was my freshman year, so the last quarter of my freshman year was cut off, which was pretty disappointing for me, because I actually had a really great experience with my freshman year. I really liked a lot of my teachers and my classes, and I was having a lot of fun. Uh, So it was definitely a bummer to get cut off. And something else, we were both part of our school uh, theater production, which we had been rehearsing for, and then it just completely shut down, didn't get to happen at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had sort of a lead. It it was a very different production. It was like a a bunch of two-minute plays. Yeah, it was like an experimental theater sort of thing. Yeah, so I was put in a lot of plays. Jared, you were like in... Who? Yeah, I was in. A, I was only in a couple of the different shorts we were doing with that theater show. But yeah, you were in a bunch of them. Yeah, I was in a bunch, and this is like my first ever theater production, and 
So I was pretty hyped. Uh, we I got a few scenes down, and then it stopped. I was yeah. Like, oh. Something that was really Darn. disappointing about that especially is... Because I've, I've always been into theater and drama, and I've been in shows since, you know, the fifth or sixth grade, whenever I started. And you, that's not something you've ever really participated in, and you've never really no, done no. theater before. And this was, you know, the one year we were in the same school, and, you know, that last show of your senior year, you decided, yeah, I'm going to do it, then Jared and I can finally be in a show together, and it never got to happen. Yeah. I mean, I've done productions before like uh our school did uh something called variety night where uh each grade would like make their own play and then kind of compete um and there's like certain guidelines and everything so uh right before variety night was supposed to happen uh everything shut down and yeah i i'm telling you seniors we're gonna win like our our play was solid yeah, I remember my grade had done a lot of preparation for Variety Night as well. And I believe it was the night before we were supposed to have that opening show for Variety Night. They uh, sent an email out telling us, yeah, it's canceled. Yeah, I I still feel like that was unnecessary because like because they planned on having it when we'd come back. And we yeah. just never did. And I was like, at that point, like, we probably could have done it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, definitely was a bummer because that would have been my first ever experience with Variety Night, you know, and which is, you know, your freshman year of, uh, you know, high school, pretty much everything in high school, you're learning how things are done. So there are some things like Variety Night and, you know, like finals. I, we didn't have finals last year, so. But you did have midterms. Yeah, I had I had the midterms. Mid- midterms year, and finals are basically Yeah, I lost out. I missed out on a lot of that, like, learning that you get your freshman year about how things will work the rest of your, of your high school career. Now, imagine going to college when yeah. nothing's the same. Everything's, like, really COVID-strict and, ugh. Like, I, I had zero direction. Yeah, I bet because, uh, you know, you just finished your uh, freshman year of college and I am currently uh, wrapping up my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I bet college is just going to be so much different for you next year. Like, a completely different experience. Yeah, I mean... Like, I th- I'm pretty sure there's an orientation uh, before for like freshmen every year. Like, we didn't get that, so I just went to campus and had no idea where anything was, who anyone was. I was like, "What is happening? Like, what do I do?" Yeah, I bet because even like a freshman in high school, I don't think it would be that. Um difficult i mean it would definitely be difficult to transition to a freshman year of high school in during the pandemic but you know for college you're really immer- completely immersed into college because you're living there and everything so. yeah and i'm on my own without my parents for really the first time i guess yeah um and i like i, I have to keep track of all my responsibilities it's not like living in an apartment like i was in the dorms so you know, I was I didn't have to worry about food. I was I had a meal plan, I was fed, but uh yeah, I was living on my own, doing my uh own thing and schoolwork. Um and yeah, there were a lot of rules, uh COVID rules there, uh pertaining to mask wearing and social distancing. Yeah. Because, uh, like basically everywhere you went you had to wear a mask no matter what. Uh the only exceptions were in your room. In the bathroom, dining hall, and the track, because 
it's outside, I guess. Yeah, I'm... I feel like, you know, when you think of the stereotypical college experience, you think about parties and things like that, and you just didn't get that at all, really. Yeah, I mean, like, parties were, like, people in the common room, like, blasting music, like, yeah, that wasn't really much of a party, but... Yeah, nothing crazy. So, yeah, like, there was just really weird. And there was this, another rule where you weren't allowed in other people's rooms, only your own, which was a humongous bummer, because, like, if I wanted to hang out with one of my friends, I had to go to the common room to do that. I couldn't just go into their room and be like, hey, what's up? Like, that's not allowed. And it was also heavily enforced by the RAs. So, like, if you were caught in someone else's room, like, at first you were going to get a fine. Um, And then if you, like, had multiple offenses, like, you could get suspended for yeah. just being in someone's room. Yeah, that's that's pretty intense. Your school definitely was pretty heavy on the COVID precautions, which, I mean, is good, because, you know, it kept, kept everybody safe throughout the yeah. semesters, but definitely made for a not-so-enjoyable experience. Yeah, I mean, I understand why they had so many rules, because... Yeah, of course. They, like, they're one of the few campuses that had at least a few in-person classes. It was... The first semester was a lot of online with a few in-person. I had, like two mixed classes so like I went in one day a week in person so but uh, the spring semester I most of my classes were in person uh, I had like yeah. two or three online which was a lot nicer yeah I bet because with my high school uh, the way we did everything for this entire school year was in a hybrid model so two days a week because uh, the entire school couldn't physically fit in the building because we needed to have six-foot distancing between every student. And with that six-foot dis- distancing, it is physically not possible to have all, however many, like five, six hundred students we have in the building. That's just not possible. So the way our school did it is we had Mondays and Tuesdays, half of the school was in person, and then Thursdays and Fridays, the other half of the school was in person. Uh, and then Wednesdays, we had uh, online, like, Zoom classes. Um, excuse me. And, yeah, so I went on Mondays and Tuesdays, and that's when most of my learning happened. Like, on the Thursdays and Fridays, it's not like I was doing online stuff with my teachers, because they were busy teaching the Thursday-Friday people. Uh, so I just had what they called asynchronous work, which is where... They give me instructions on assignments and work they want me to work on on my own, and I, I do it. Um, and a lot of that asynchronous work was kind of difficult because I couldn't, you know, ask questions. My teacher wasn't there with me. So if I was struggling with anything, I mean, I could email my teacher, but they're busy during the school day, so they're not going to reply until at least the afternoon. Um, and, yeah, so it was definitely tough doing stuff online and I I didn't learn that much yeah I had a lot of asynchronous work uh, in college which depending on the topic wasn't actually that bad but some topics where I definitely struggled uh, 
I think I didn't really struggle much with biology because uh, that's I'm a zoology major uh, that's like animals and stuff so I have a at least an okay understanding of biology yeah so and you took with. AP biology in uh, high yeah, school I took your AP senior bio, year so um, did well in that so I, I didn't struggle a lot with uh, AP bio but like I had to take calculus and I I don't like math but I took calculus and if I had a question about a problem like I just would either have to email my professor or look it up or ask someone across the hall or one of my friends if they could help me so even though it was asynchronous like I technically did have a lot of tools there to help me. Yeah, with um so for me, like I said on Wednesdays, we had uh both the entire school, both the Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Friday groups all at home and then we were online for Zoom classes with our teacher. But those didn't really work out that well because the Monday, Tuesday people were 2 days ahead of the Thursday, Friday people on Wednesday because we had that learning on Monday and Tuesday, whereas the Thursday, Friday people hadn't gotten that learning yet. So on Wednesday, the teacher couldn't give a lesson and give us have us work on things that pertained to the stuff we just learned on Monday and Tuesday because the Thursday, Friday people haven't done that yet. And they, the teachers couldn't really go over what the Thursday, Friday people had just worked on on their asynchronous days because... You know, we're, we've are we already done that. We're way past that. So the remote Wednesdays weren't really beneficial to me at all, really, because the work we were doing wasn't relevant to me, and it wasn't really relevant to the other group as well. So it was just a waste of time? Yeah, it, like, the teacher, it really seemed like the teachers were just have, giving us work to do during these classes, because they were supposed to give us work to do, not because it was actually benefiting our learning in any way. I... Yeah, because when I was doing uh, online work in college, like, some classes were entirely online, and so when we'd have meetings, it would just be them doing a lecture. Um, which, you know, it's a lecture. Uh, it can be online, it can be in person. Um, it honestly doesn't really make that much of a difference. Uh, besides, like, in person, it's a lot easier to ask a question because you just raise your hand. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for me, online uh, Zoom stuff wasn't really that bad. I, actually, we, we use Microsoft Teams because that's what the university has. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically the same thing. Yeah, so, like, some of your classes were not very affected much by the remote model because a lecture is a lecture whether you're watching it on your computer or sitting in the classroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, for biology, uh, it was watch the lecture, read the textbook, do the homework. Yeah. That was basically it. So, I mean, it did help that uh, I already had some background in that topic. Um, But some professors... uh, taught 
in very different ways. So I took a prehistoric archaeology class. Very interesting. Um, and the way it was taught was there were you could accumulate points for doing assignments, and there were you had to get like a thousand points uh, by the end of the semester to yeah. get an A plus. But the amount of assignments there were was a total of fifteen hundred points, thousand five hundred. So depending on like, so you could plan out your semester to do certain assignments that you like doing more than others and so you you could like completely ignore certain types of assignments so Um, yeah if you planned it right you would just not have to do some of the work yeah and it worked well with the this was a mixed class so it was like online and in person but my professor was like you just come in one day a week um do we'll do the lecture um and sometimes there were also activities she had planned too so it wasn't just a lecture it was actually kind of fun uh, and then the so half the group would go in one day, the other half would go in the other day, and the day that I wasn't there, she said that's just free work time. Whether or not I actually did work, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I did it. Yeah, and do you know if that like point system is something that that class like would normally have in a completely typical year, or is that something that was introduced for the COVID? Um. I don't think it's directly introduced because of COVID. Um, it can totally work without it. Um, yeah. But it is. it did pertain to that professor. So that professor was, like, doing a program where they taught like that, and she was, like, testing it out. Yeah. Um, and then she wanted us to give feedback. So we were, like, the guinea pigs, I guess. And she wanted us to give feedback about it. And it, in my opinion, it worked really well. I really liked it. Um, it was like it was set up in a way where you could get an A plus pretty easily. Yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, something that I had to experience um, with just the way my school did things this year, which wasn't really great, was the music the way music classes worked this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because our school normally the way our school would work is in a typical completely non COVID year we would have A days and B days. So just every other day of school, you switch which classes you have. Yeah. Um, so if I was taking, let's say, like algebra, then I would have algebra on Monday, and then on Tuesday I would have a different class, and then I would have algebra again on Wednesday, and then on Thursday, and you know, so forth. Um, just so the students have a little variety, uh, and it's not too uh, intense for them. Uh, but they got rid of that this year and just condensed everything. So rather than having that A-day, B-day schedule and having uh, each of your classes every other day, you had and you you would have eight classes at the time. You'd have four classes every day uh, Mm -hmm. during the typical year. But then this year they condensed it and so you had four classes every single day but it was just for for one semester. Got it. So instead of, so with the algebra example, instead of having algebra every other day for the entire year, we, this year we had, we would have algebra every single day for one semester. And then the second semester, you would change which classes you had. Uh, And for most classes, that was fine. I think the reason they did that is because they thought balancing eight classes of online work for your two asynchronous days would be really difficult. And that definitely would have been tough, so I'm glad they did it this way. But specifically, I'm per- I'm somebody who's really interested in music. Uh, you know, like we said, I do theater, yeah. uh, and I'm like last year, my freshman year, I was in four performing ensembles at our school. So I'm I'm really into music, and 
just music classes with this uh, new scheduling with the semesters did not work out well because um, the first semester I had choir, but then once the second semester started in late January, choir was just done for the rest of the year. Which kind of sucks, because I want to I wanna keep singing with the group, but I don't have that opportunity anymore, because choir's done, just like my Algebra 2 class is done, and like my health class is done. Uh, and then the same deal with band, because I'm in band and choir, and the band, the, that first section of the year, I didn't have wind ensemble, which is the band that I'm in, and I didn't get wind ensemble, that, didn't, that class didn't start until late January. Uh, so, yeah, that didn't really work out uh, well, and then... On top of that, uh, there were some pretty strict, earlier in the year, there were some pretty strict rules in place about playing instruments and singing for schools. And so during that first semester of this past school year, um, when I had chorus, we weren't allowed to sing inside. We had to be outdoors if we were singing, which was totally fine. Yeah, like if it's a warm day out. Yeah, at the beginning of the school year, it was totally fine. But here in Vermont, it starts to get pretty cold in November, mm-hmm. and so once the pretty much in once November hit, we couldn't sing in choir class anymore. No, no, just like if it's twenty degrees out, just go outside. Sing <laughs> I mean, a bit. we definitely could have, but it would have been because our classes are like an hour and a half. That would have been a tough <laughs> hour and a half, and. Just, like, go stand in the snow, like, sing Christmas carols. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know some schools uh, around Vermont did continue to have choir even throughout the winter, but that's not something my school wanted to do because of the cold. So, yeah, but that kind of sucked because once it was too cold to go outside, we just couldn't sing in choir class anymore. So I went to every single day at school, well, every Monday and Tuesday when I was actually in school, mm-hmm. I would go to my choir class and we wouldn't sing. We would we would work on random music theory assignments and like composing activities, which I mean, they were helpful to my greater music theory knowledge, but that's not why I do choir. I do choir cuz I want to sing. And that's, you know, not at all my choir teacher's fault. It's just the way that it, the school happened to work this year. Um but yeah, it kind of sucked cuz I took choir and I really only got to sing for half of the class. Yeah, and now like Next year, when you do it again, yeah, like you're gonna have instead of a whole summer of like not singing, you're gonna have like six plus months of not singing. Yeah. So assuming and hoping that next school year coming this fall, we're able to go back to a mostly normal school year, then yeah, I'll have choir again. But it, I won't have had choir I'll, it, starting in like late August, early September is when the school year will start, and then at that point, I won't have had choir since January. So it's gonna be so it's, it's actually gonna be like eight, nine months, eight or nine. Yeah, months. it'll be a pretty big t- amount of time. Um, so yeah, that didn't work out very well with chorus, uh, and then those rules were still in place in late January when we started Wind Ensemble, uh, which is the band. And uh, so for the first, um, for the first like month of Wind Ensemble, all those rules were still in place. So we weren't allowed to play our instruments uh, inside. We had to be outside if we were going to play the instruments. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was still pretty cold in January and February to play inside. So once 
again, in the Wind Ensemble class, we were just doing, like, music theory work, which, I mean, you know, is helpful, but that's not why I do band. Uh, but then, luckily, uh, things started to get better with COVID, and the uh, state loosened the, some of the restrictions around playing and singing indoors. And so, uh, I believe it was, like, early March that it, all these rules started to ease up, and then we were able to play our instruments indoors. You know, we, we have to wear masks while we play, which is weird. It definitely took some getting used to. It's pretty much just a mask with a slit in it, so then you can put your mouthpiece in. Yeah. Um... And so we have to play with masks, and all of the chairs need to be facing the same direction, whereas normally a band would have, like, a semicircle around the director sort of formation. Now we're all just in straight rows facing forward, which is not great, especially if you're on the end and you want to, like, look over to the director. You you really got to look, and then, you know, you got to take your eyes off your sheet music, which can be tough. Yeah, it's it's no longer just a glance up, glance down. Now it's like... You gotta turn your head and be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, can I see? Oh, there um, we go. Got yeah, it. and we have to have, of course, have distancing between all of the players. But yeah, at least now we can play. And it's been like that for the past however many months I've been uh, doing uh, wind ensemble. And yeah, it's been pretty great. It, you know, it's obviously disappointing that for the start of the school year, uh, we didn't have that band. Uh, but now, luckily, the rules have started to ease up even further. And for the first time in over a year since March of 2020, I'm having a band concert, an in-person band concert with an audience. Uh, and is that outdoors? Yes, that'll be an yeah. outdoor concert. It's ha uh, it's happening the day we're recording this, later today, uh, and I am so excited just to be able to play for people. And, you know, our audience members will all be spread out. We're The players are gonna, all going to be under this big tent. And it's not an ideal situation. The acoustics obviously won't be as good as they would indoors. But, you know, honestly, with just how much crap I've been through this year, I don't care. I just am so excited to play for people and just play music again because... It, I'm also in our school's jazz band, and that, that is a class that meets all year because it's an after-school class. It's not something that happens during the school day. So that we have also been having since the fall. And in the fall, we when we were playing outdoors, we had, record, we had practiced our songs, and then once we had the time that we would normally have a concert, we just did, like, a recording of all of our songs. And it felt so lame. Like, yeah, we yeah. spent months practicing this music, and then we, you know, we just... Recorded. Yeah, our, the band director had a camera, and then we played it just like we had been, and then that was it. That was the end. That was the last time I saw that music. Yeah, there's there's definitely performing in front of an audience definitely has a thrill to it, and like, of course, it's more nerve wracking, but yeah, it's also yeah. like really fun to like get the applause and like yeah. just play for other people. Yeah, like, and sometimes you know, really in like jazz band, the audience will start clapping along to the. Beat, which, and then they clap on one and three. Yeah, sometimes they mess that up. If you're not into music... Never clap on one and three. It's always two and four. Yeah. <laughs> As my band director would say, friends don't let friends clap on one and three. That's a sin. Yeah. But, yeah, playing... So, there's just something so special about playing music for people. And then, in addition to this concert I'm having later today, uh, the jazz band is actually... Uh, going to play at a jazz festival uh, on Church Street here in Vermont, and uh, yeah, that's on Tuesday. So yeah, next the, Tuesday. So that's the day after this is being released. Yes, this will be released on Monday. So 
Uh, and yet, that's going to be the same going forward. All of our episodes are going to be released on Mondays. Uh, but yeah, so I'm playing at that jazz festival with the jazz band. And once again, super excited for that um, because, you know, it's just going to be great. It, uh, I really think it's going to be a great experience. And hopefully the weather's not too bad. Hopefully it's not windy with our music flying everywhere. That can definitely be a struggle sometimes. Yeah, I... So I, in high school, I also did uh, jazz band. I'm a drummer, so I got to play uh, drums. Oh, yeah, that. I play clarinet, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that. Yeah, okay. I, 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 play, I play soprano clarinet in jazz band and bass clarinet in wind ensemble. So he's a, what, what's it called, clautist? No, <laughs> clarinetist. Is clautist a thing? No. There, I mean, <laughs> a, a person who plays a flute is a flautist. That must be... Okay, I got... Maybe I should start saying that. Hey, what's up? I'm Jared. I'm a clautist. <laughs> I just made up a new thing. Um, yeah, so I, I uh, drummed in high school uh, for jazz band. You dram? I, I dram. That's the past tense of drum, <laughs> dram. Uh, and so when we did the jazz fest, uh, I think it was my junior year, it was really windy that day, and like music was flying everywhere, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" That that was also like because it was so windy, and I had like no idea what I was playing because the music was flying. Uh, that was probably the worst I've performed in, so- in front of people, but you know, yeah, it was still fun, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, um, the jazz band had been playing the entire year so at the beginning of the year we were playing outdoors and there I, there was one specific day it was so windy like our music was flying everywhere so many people lost their music in the middle of playing a song and our some people's stands got knocked over Wait, the sta- wow. yeah like the music stand so we had to like awkwardly like have one of our feet covering the bass in the music stand to hold it and then yeah now actually uh the music director is more prepared, and he got us clear clipboards for our concert today and next Tuesday. Ooh! So we can; those are a bit heavier, so we can put those over our music. So are those just like clear slates? You can like just yeah, pretty slap much. I mean, on. they're clipboards, so they have a clip, so you know oh. we can clip it, clip it down. But then we That's, can see through okay, it. It's an actual clipboard. Yeah, it's an actual clipboard. Got it. And it gives that. I mean, it it is very difficult when you have to flip pages. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's worth it because before we just had, like, clothes pins and those didn't keep the music down very well. But these clipboards are a lot heavier, so they do a better job. Yeah, I mean, like, I hate page flips, so usually I'll just, like, if it's, like, three pages, I'll just print out the back side and, like, just have three right in front of me. Yeah. Because, like, if if there's, like, a page flip and you have rest, like, okay, that's doable. But sometimes, like... I'm, like, in the middle of playing a beat, and there's a page flip, and I'm like, well, I'm using my hands right now, so can't really do that. Yeah, that could definitely... uh, I think a lot of the time, like, whoever organized the actual, like, sheet music does a decent job of, like, trying to line up, like, where you might have some rests, where the page flip is. Some people do a good job, but others... They they just throw it wherever. They yeah. don't care. Yeah, definitely it is very inconvenient page flips at times while playing. And that is even more difficult when you have things like clipboards and clothespins holding down your music. Because then you got to undo everything. And and you're it. like, and this is while the Yeah, this is, is while the song is happening, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, so this year, 
uh, in college, I didn't, so, I didn't get to play drum set in college, because, first off, bringing one to the dorm is not something that I could do, uh, it's loud, it's big, and, yeah, so, not in the dorm, uh, they, but my mu- the music department does have drum sets, but they're very strict about it. Not because of COVID, but because in years past, uh, people have broken into the music building and stolen drum sets. And oh. so they're just really strict about that. Uh, and only drum set, which kind of sucks. Why would you steal a drum set? Like, what do you... It's, it's one of that's the such biggest... an in- That's such an inconvenient thing to steal. I like... know. Like, oh, let me just grab this giant bass drum and run away with it. Like, what? But, um, yeah, so I couldn't play drum set, so, uh, but I did do an ensemble, I did percussion ensemble, which is more classical, uh, type music, so, and drum set is not very classical. Yeah. So I played a lot of, uh, timpani and auxiliary percussion, so, uh, for those of you that don't know what timpanis are, they're, uh, they're big drums, uh, there's usually four of them, sometimes five, I had to play five at one point. Um, and they're, they're tunable, so you can change the pitch of each one, uh, and that's, they're, they're pretty fun. They they have a really nice sounding tone to them. Uh, and so I played timpani a lot, not because I'm good at it, but because apparently I was like one of the two only people, so there were only like two people who knew how to play timpani in the oh. ensemble, and I was one of them. Did most of the people in the percussion ensemble, like... Do you know if the, like most of them had percussion experience in high school? Uh, I don't know. Uh, a lot of them uh, did multiple instruments. Uh, yeah. One of them was a sax player. One of them was a clarinet player. And because percussion is honestly not that hard to pick up, depending on the part. Uh, like, yeah, because for for most percussion instruments. Um, definitely not all of them, like not with timpani or, but with a lot of percussion instruments, you don't have to really worry about pitch. You just have to worry about rhythm. Yeah. Um, um which, you know, rhythm, musical rhythms can d- certainly be very difficult. But, yeah. But like, if you're playing triangle, like you hit it. I mean, you got to <laughs> hit it at the right time, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an easy thing to learn on. Um, yeah. there were a lot of mallet players though. Uh, I, I'm not very good at mallets. I can... Like, I, I mostly read drum set and bass clef uh, sheet music. I know a little bit of treble clef, but, like, if I'm playing mallets, I have to look at the note, look at the uh, xylophone, and be like, okay, that's that note. And I look at the next note, and I'm like, okay, that's the next note. And it takes me so long, yeah. like, I'm not good You're at not it. You're not really, like, fluent with it the way I am with the clarinet, where yeah. I, can, I can, like, just, you can hand me a piece of sheet music that I've never seen before, and I can just, you know, go through it. You know, it's not going to be rhythmically perfect but at least the pitches will be there yeah so it takes me a while with treble clef because i just don't have practice with it so i mostly did i did uh what what did i do for auxiliary i did um i did triangle for auxiliary i did uh i did some toms as well so toms are like uh they they have like a deeper uh well actually so if you think of a drum set, a lot of times drummers will have drums on top of the bass drum. The bass drum is the big one. There's drums on top of those. Those are toms, um, which you can just play them individually too. 
So I played those. Um, and I also did some African drums because we did some Latin pieces. So I got to do some hand drums. Uh, that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, and I bet because mo- percussion doesn't use your mouth. I mean, unless you're doing like yeah. a slide whistle, which I've definitely seen in the percussion sometimes. But in, in general, percussion doesn't, you know, there's no particles being blown everywhere when you're yeah. doing percussion. So we, so like the regular band couldn't really play at the start, but we could. And the only things we had to do was we had to play wearing gloves, which holding sticks with gloves was, took a little time to get yeah, used to. Grip but doesn't feel the same. Yeah, right? but it, it wasn't a big hassle. And then we had to like wipe down things after, but that was about it. And yeah. social distance while we play, which the only time where you wouldn't be social distancing doing percussion is if uh, someone's playing uh, like a lot of times, a lot of auxiliary like cymbals and like weird slapsticks or like vibra slaps, bunch of weird instruments. If like a lot of those times, those are put in the same area because they're small um, and you can just like get in a corner and have all these in- instruments around you and sometimes multiple people will play those instruments and that's close quarters so of course we we didn't do that we just spread them out and uh like a marimba that's a mallet instrument that is a pretty big mallet instrument where you can have like three or four people playing at a time we only had one of course because we don't want everyone squished together yeah so maybe now do you want to introduce your segment Oh, my segment. Okay, I, I have the coolest segment of all. So, I'm a humongous dinosaur nerd. I love dinosaurs. I actually, I want to become a paleontologist uh, when I get older. So, I want to study fossils, study bones. And so, because I'm a humongous dinosaur nerd, I have a fantastic dinosaur fact for you all. He's, he's like an encyclopedia. That's what they're called, right? Yeah, I'm in Dinosaur Encyclopedia. Yeah. There's so many just random dino facts in his brain at all times. Yeah. So, here here it is. The tail spikes of a stegosaurus are called thagomizers. Thagomizers. Yes, they're called thagomizers. And that's not actually a scientific term. That sounds like a superhero villain. <laughs> Dr. Thagomizer. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the the term came from a, a, a comic book that... Oh, so I wasn't even that far off with superhero. Yeah, well, I don't... It wasn't like a superhero. I think it was like a, like a little Sunday comic. I'm in whatever. the right realm. You're in the realm. And yeah, it was, it was kind of like poking fun at like a museum and they're like, this is named after Sir Thagomizer and just... Like, and he pointed to the tail spikes of a Stegosaurus. And at the time it was written, I don't think the tail spikes had a formal name. So scientists just called, started calling them Thagomizers, and that's what stuck. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a regular segment on this uh, podcast every single episode. Ethan is going to give us a, an interesting fact about dinos. Yeah. Uh, I will try to keep them... Uh, so- somewhat simple. I don't want to be too esoteric about it. So you yeah, can... I don't want to lecture every episode, but definitely. Something... Let, let me let me lecture you on the evolution of theropod dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> I want I want to keep do it that. exciting. So yeah, I think that we're pretty much 
coming on the end of this episode. Yeah, uh, it looks like we talked pretty much about two uh, topics. It was uh, COVID school, uh, both high school and college, and also a little bit about music, which also pertained to school, but we also did a little bit about music in general. Yeah, so uh, this is a very fun chat. I enjoyed this. I hope people listening or watching on YouTube enjoyed it as well. Uh, This podcast is going to be uploaded every Monday. Uh, We're going to try to keep to a weekly schedule. Uh, It should be available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, in addition to the Green Beans Podcast YouTube channel, uh, so you can watch or listen wherever you want. Um, So, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our episode. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, tune in next week. Kachiga.